Welcome back to another episode of Pulse on the Market, the show designed to help you as an investor make better, more educated financial decisions. I'm your host, Jaden Vrains, founder of Vrains Capital, and let's get right into it. So for today, it's actually been quite a hectic day. I got a lot of stories, a lot of news reports on jobless claims, on Mexico imports, terrible news from 23andMe, and, and many other stories. So to get right into it, for the indexes, the Dow is down 0.33%. The NASDAQ is up 0.67%. And once again, we see an inefficiency in the, the correlation between the S&P and the Dow. The, the S&P is up 0.25%. And it hit an all-time high over 5,000. We finally broke the 5,000 mark, which is huge news for the S&P 500. And we saw a lot of the futures just shot up for the S&P once it hit that 5,000 mark. And this is big news. And it's always cool to see in an, in an in index like that hit a huge price mark, a huge, what's the word I'm looking for, huge threshold for the price. Small caps are up 0.78% and the 10-year the treasury bonds are up 0.84% at 4.189. So to get right into the stories, so specific stocks that are up quite a bit today. So NVIDIA, once again, the semiconductors are dominating the market. NVIDIA is up 2.78%. It's up to 715 they just came out with plans to create their own custom chips. And this is pretty big news because it's a $30 billion market. And by them entering into this market of custom chips, because before they just mass manufactured the chips that they're already doing, but now they're going to make custom chips for specific companies. And that is going to be huge because they're going to undercut a lot of the rising competition people that are trying to take market share from nvidia but no they're going to undercut all these these smaller companies and dominate the custom chip because they they're just they're already so big so so well developed that they're going to be able to take a vast majority of this market share pretty pretty quickly semi or the super microcomputer is up 5.33 percent once again it's at 735 we have seen the biggest increase from from smci as the stock ticker the beginning of the year like i said earlier was at 270 oh my goodness and now it's at 734 they've seen uh let, let's take a look at the the charts last year 750 750 year to date 163 percent Oh my goodness, that is that is quite the stock to have have been invested in at the beginning of the year, and they they look like they're continuing to rise. The technicals are indicating strong buys. The analyst ratings are are all buys, so this could be a potential stock to look at. It is very expensive right now, so the the P ratio is definitely incre- It's at fifty five right now, and I can only see that getting big, bigger as this as the stock price continues to increase. But the estimates for the earnings per share have been increasing as well. We've seen a constant increase in their earnings, and they, this company is growing very quickly. Huge news on, on cryptocurrencies right now. Bitcoin hits an all-time high since the spot ETF came out. It is currently at forty over 47000 And when Bitcoin goes up, everything else in the crypto industry goes up. So there's companies like Marathon and and Riot, which are two Bitcoin mining companies, and they're both up as well. Riot is up 9%, Marathon up 7.5%, and Bitcoin itself is up, I, I believe it's around 5% to 47,000 today. And this this is huge. All the smaller altcoins also rose. So my little personal portfolio in, in crypto 
it grew quite dramatically because of the small altcoins that I'm in also grew grew even larger than Bitcoin did because they the beta on them is usually a lot higher. When Bitcoin goes up, the rest go up far quickly. Uh, yeah, far more quickly. And are just, yeah, they go up a lot more than, than crypto, percentage-wise at least, not dollar amount. All right, let, let's take a look. So for the stock of the day, I've been researching quite a bit on this stock for quite some time. I'm currently in this position as well. And it's Mercado Libre. It's out of South America. And the ticker is M-E-L-I. And I appreciate the recommendation from Braden for this stock. And I've actually already done quite a bit of research on it prior to this recommendation. The current price of Mercado Libre, it just changed. It's at $1,765 per share. And they have an earnings report coming out in 13 days on the 22nd. So they're they're trailing... trailing 12-month EPS, the earnings per share of the last 12 months, is 19.53. And the projected for the next 12 is 30.47. That's a 56% increase in earnings per share. Like I said in the last episode, that's what I look for in a company that's growing I or that, that I'm looking at investing in, is the growth, the projected growth, how they've been doing in the past, but also what are they projected to do in the future? Because that's far more important. If a stock drops and you you don't see that the company is going to be increasing their earnings per share or their revenue for the next 12 months, it would be hard for that stock to recover and come back to where it was at because the earnings just aren't backing that up. They're not driving the stock price up. So a lot of people, when they see that stock drop, they're like, ah, it'll come back up eventually when they don't have any evidence that it will. And usually the, the forecasted EPS, earnings per share and revenue can forecast whether or not the stock will increase. And so it was really just a, a pray and hold, just praying that it goes back up or praying that they just have a random crazy quarter that surpasses expectations by 300% for their stocks to come back up, which is why sometimes we need to cut our losses. We let the riders, the, the winners ride and we have to cut the losses when there's no evidence indicating an increase later on. All right, let's get on to the revenue from Mercado Libre. So their trailing 12 months is over the last year, $13.22 billion. And over the next 12 months, they're estimating 16.97 billion. That's a 27% increase in the revenue, which is, which is super solid. And over the last four quarters, the surprise average for the revenue is 4% of 4%. So you can basically take that number and, and times it by 1.04 to, to get the real estimate of what it's going to be at, just based off the average surprise. And get this for the EPS, I forgot to say, over the last four quarters, the surprise average is almost 30% which is that that is preposterous i don't know who's giving these forecasts but these analysts need to adjust their forecast because being wrong by almost 30 percent over the last year of earnings reports on a company like meli mercado libre that's that's pretty bad but it's good for investors because if we're if we're long on the stock and it surpasses expectations by 30 percent every quarter man we're going to see some intense growth within the stock my only concern with with meli would be whether or not the the price is already like the the growth is already indexed into the price so it's already added into the price cuz just in beginning of this year the stock was at 14 a little over 1400 and now it's over 1700 so that would be the only concern if is how much of these expectations is already included into the stock price but i still think it has plenty of room to grow personally so this has been one of the stocks that i've been looking at recently that I 
that I continue. I might end up growing the position, especially with the earnings report coming up. I think that it's going to perform well. This is all opinion based, by the way. But I am I'm bullish on Melly. The stock yesterday, in case you missed it, was Shopify. And after I after I came out with that episode of the podcast, I kept seeing recommendations pop up from from specific companies and specific institutions saying, "Oh, Shopify, they they increased their price target to 100 from from 90." There's other people that are bullish on Shopify as well. And if you want the report on that stock, just go to yesterday's episode where I went into detail with similar stuff like I did today with Mercado Libre. Perfect. So, not too long ago, Boeing, I don't know if you guys saw this on the news, but they had a panel that just got ripped off mid-flight on one of their one of their Boeing planes and it fell in the backyard of one of the te- one of a, just a random teacher and he br- had to bring it in and turned in the panel that was missing. But imagine that, just having a panel fall fall, fall 4 feet from you. I mean, that could easily kill someone. That's a that's a security liability. And that's that's dangerous. We can't have any mistakes like that because it could potentially hurt someone and most likely kill them if there's an entire panel falling a couple miles in the air. Yeah, that that's that is very dangerous. But apparently the panel is missing four bolts. I don't know how you mess that up that bad to miss four bolts in a panel. That's very important. And it it's reflected in their stock price. Boeing has done terrible recently. Let me pull up their their year to day information. So Bowling's currently trading at 208. It's down 0.3% today. But just year to date, it's already down almost 20%. So it's just been getting clobbered recently. And let's see what I was at at the beginning of the year. So it was at 250 and now it's all the way down to 208. So they've just been getting clobbered because they had one bad news after another of of this kind of stuff. And they got sued because it was traumatizing for the people within the plane to have that panel ripped off mid-flight. There's people that, was, that were suing. There's kids crying, trauma, so which would be scary because the the amount of pressure and like the wind speed going through that that entry point of the panel it would be terrifying to because everyone in the plane could feel it and it would be hard not to freak out a little bit when that happens mid flight you don't know if you're gonna die. It obviously wasn't that serious. It was just the panel, but uh, when you hear that noise and you see just a gap in the plane yeah that, that would be pretty terrifying all right toyota while the entire ev market is just going into dog they the toyota seems to be thriving they are up 53 percent over the last year in comparison to tesla being down over the last year and huge huge companies like ford and and gm and companies like that that haven't been doing nearly as well as toyota and reason being is that Toyota has mastered the the hybrid where they have the mix of, of the gas-powered vehicles and also electrical vehicles. And they have that perfect combo, that mix, that is giving people the cars that they really want right now because all electrical is has been doing terrible, especially with the news of China coming out with the cheaper electrical vehicles. If Tesla and other EV companies want to compete pretty uh, pretty soon down the road, they're going to have to cut their costs. They're going to have to be able to produce vehicles that are far cheaper. Next story is with 23andMe. Unfortunately, over the last year, it's down 77%. They just got clobbered on their earnings report as well. It's down over... Tw- the, the estimate was missed by over 300%. Negative. So it, it was it was not a good earnings report for 23andMe. They're down to, I think it was around 50 cents a share. And it just has been getting clobbered. Apparently, people don't really care about family history these days, which is kind of sad. 
And I'm a, I'm a personal fan of family history. I like going back and, and just researching my, my relatives, where I came from. And it's cool to see that my genetic makeup as well through companies like 23andMe. But yeah, it seems to be growing less popular and their, their earnings and revenue are dropping dramatically as well. This is one of my favorite news reports of the day is Mexico. So in regards to the imports from, from these countries, Mexico, for the first time in two decades, exports more into the United States than China. That's crazy news. Because for the last 20 years, it's always been it's always been China. But Mexico, for the first time in two decades, exports more into the United States. I am personally a big fan of that because by doing that, we are supporting our neighbors here in North America more than just the super dominant China over in in Asia, right? And that's that is that's just big news for Mexico as well for their economy and for us to to basically partner up with our neighbors here. I think we should help them out a little more, and that that's good to see that Mexico's exporting more. And it, it appears that we have a little beef with China as well. We don't want to support them too much, especially because we're two world powers. And it's nice to be able to help just. companies to help countries that aren't as dominant as China. Jobless claims falls 7,000. So the jobless claims is an important number because it really indicates the strength of the economy. Because the more people we have in the workforce that are out there working, making money, the better and stronger the economy is. There's more money that's liquid, that's flowing through the economy, and it's just better overall. There's more consumer spending, the market goes up, so it's just it's overall great for the economy. So it's good to see that number finally drop 7,000 jobs. We saw that in January. We increased like the, the amount of jobs that uh, that increased was actually quite dramatic. I don't remember the exact number, but it definitely went up and the estimate was far lower than it than when it came in. All right. So that might be that might be it for today. Just a, just a quick episode with some quick highlights. And I think the last company that I will highlight is let's see here it's mdb i talked about a little bit ago and mdb is mongodb and it's like a package software company it engages in the development of and provision of general purpose data database platforms and so they they also do like what's it called they do consulting and training and stuff like that but it has been on the rise so it's up another 27 dollars today up 5.79 percent and earlier this year, it was at 300, 350-ish. And now it's all the way up to 500. So year-to-date, they've seen a 23.44 increase in their price. And over the last year, 119%. So I've also seen from institutions and specific platforms that MDB is a very solid growth stock right now. And so I wouldn't be surprised if it continued to grow, MDB. And Microsoft is up to 420 and they they're up 1.3 percent they had a it it dropped slightly once the earnings report came out but it's it's quickly recovered it dropped down at 397 and now it's up to 419.66 and their dividends coming up they have a dividend paying on february 14th and they're paying out 0.75 and the last company of the day that i will talk about is pepsi so pepsi just came out with their earnings report and I'm I'm not too impressed. The stock dropped. It's down 2.6% today. And it was at 174 and it dropped all the way down to 167 for a second there. And what I personally don't really like is that they increased their dividend payout once again. They upped it by 
they it's a company that is not growing it's not growing very much over the last year is down three percent year to day down 0.08 percent last six months down eight percent so it's just not a very solid growth stock and to be paying out more dividends just to please the investors i'm i'm personally not a fan of especially in these non-growth companies you have companies too that are like at&t that are deceivingly good it looks like they're they're solid stocks because they have they have solid sorry they have solid dividend payouts it's around like four percent for for at&t but what's the point when the stock is dropping five six percent a year so don't get caught in value traps of companies that pay solid dividends but their growth is just not reflecting that because it's better to make one percent dividend in a company that's building off appreciation than a company that pays 10% in dividends, but it's dropping 12% a year. You're not making money. So just make sure you don't get caught in these value traps and you'll you'll be good. So just make sure to do your research to see how the company's been performing, how they're going to do in the future before you invest in a company that only pays dividends. All right. So that that is it for today. Before I close, just a, the quick disclaimer, this podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial investment or legal advice. And actually, right before this too, please reach out to me on marketpulse.io. Feel free to reach out and ask any questions and ask about any stock, any ticker that you want to deep research report on. And just feel free to reach out. I'll I respond pretty quickly. And it's marketpulse.io. And it doesn't have any posts, but you'll see the the podcast logo on the account. So, all right, back to the disclaimer. This con- the content provided is based on the host's personal opinions and experiences. Listeners are advised to conduct their own research and seek the advice of qualified professionals before making any investment decisions. The host and guests do not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information shared, and they're not responsible for any actions taken based on the content of this podcast. Involved. Investing involves risk. It's all risky. And past performance is not indicative of future results. The host and guests are not responsible for any losses or damages that may occur as a result of investments made after listening to this podcast. Once again, guys, thank you. Much love. And I appreciate you listening to this podcast. And have a great weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Go Niners. Sorry if you're uh, uh, if you're rooting for Mahomes and Taylor Swift. But hey, hey go Niners. I'll catch you guys next week on Monday.